Listen as Dr. Stephen Pipe from the University of Michigan in the United States and Deborah Pollard from the Royal Free Hospital in London discuss HTC readiness from a multidisciplinary perspective. This podcast is a part of a comprehensive educational resource designed by leading experts for the global hemophilia community to help you stay abreast of the evolving science and latest clinical advancements in gene therapy and hemophilia. Visit www.genetherapy.isth.org for more information. Hello and welcome to this podcast on Hemophilia Treatment Center Readiness for Hemophilia Gene Therapy. I'm Dr. Stephen Pipe. I'm a pediatric hematologist at University of Michigan here in Ann Arbor, Michigan in the USA. And joining me again today is Deborah Pollard. I'll let Deborah introduce herself. Uh, thanks very much, Steve. I am a haemophilia nurse specialist and an advanced nurse practitioner at the Royal Free Hospital London. We are a gene therapy infusion centre for haemophilia gene therapy, and uh, we act as an administration site and a follow-up site. We would be considered a comprehensive care centre. Well, welcome back for our, our second discussion on this topic. Our last discussion, we talked about, from a global perspective, what clinical delivery models uh, may look like for gene therapy. And we talked about a hub-and-spoke model, as has been put forward by the uh, European groups, where there would be dosing centers and then follow-up centers, um, all taking advantage of the expertise within the hemophilia treatment center network. Uh, I think that model has already existed in the U.S. within the clinical trials, and and uh, I think we're anticipating that going forward with commercial delivery, that hub-and-spoke dosing center, follow-up center is likely to work quite well. What we wanted to dive into together today is talking uh, a little bit more granular at the multidisciplinary perspective as it relates to gene therapy. So uh, maybe I can start by asking you, who has actually been involved at your center across your multidisciplinary teams in the care of patients with gene therapy? Sure. So we have about 10 years experience now, all of which is clinical trial experience. And that has very much evolved around our centre directors and our lead clinicians taking obviously the principal investigator, chief investigator roles. We do have a research nurse allocated to gene therapy, but actually all of the clinical team nurses, so the nurse specialists, have been involved all the way through. The specialist research nurse would be involved with preparation and administration of the investigational product. But uh, all of us, these are patients that we have all known for many years and that we will continue to follow up for many years. So the wider MDT has been involved. And I would say that going forward, as we look towards licensed product, I, I really don't see that changing. I think that we will probably have a nurse that works closely with administration of gene therapy, but I would like to see that the whole of the multidisciplinary team continues to care for patients leading up to and following on from gene therapy. If we think about the way we care for hemophilia, and I was thinking as you were talking, you know, we have a, a a wide multidisciplinary team for a reason and that's because our patients have for example musculoskeletal disease and even with successful gene therapy those who have significant hemophilic arthropathy will require 
physiotherapy and perhaps even the need for orthopedic surgery in the future. And so our physiotherapists are involved with them all the way through the process. And again, our psychology services, um, we are leading patients into some known unknowns. I think Glenn Pierce summed this up very nicely at both WFH and ISTH this year. We have some known knowns and some known unknown knowns and <laughs> known unknowns. Um, but I think that when you are preparing patients for some uncertainty, you do need the skills of your psychology team, of your clinical nurse specialists or your advanced nurse practitioners who know the patients well, along with the medical team. And for us, of course, our laboratory, um, and this is very much a UK model, I appreciate, but our laboratory is very much part of our multidisciplinary team. And because of the intensive follow-up post-gene therapy, the laboratory contingent is very involved as well. So I don't really see a shift, at least in the next few years, in how the haemophilia multidisciplinary team should look. Initially, we I don't anticipate large numbers having gene therapy, certainly not in the first one to two to three years with um, licensed products coming along individually as they are likely to do from what we can see with the pipeline at the moment. So I don't think our wider MDT will change, uh, certainly for the next few years. Um, well, I, th I think that's encouraging uh, because uh, I think people have wondered, you know, in this new phase, is the uh, multidisciplinary HTC model still going to be relevant in the gene therapy era? And I think, as you said, it's absolutely going to be uh, critical. Now, we have had to think about a few different things at our center. So uh, related to the clinical trials, I have had access to an investigational pharmacist. Um, I've been using our clinical research center, so I'm using the uh, research coordinator that support that, the research nurses that are part of that dedicated clinical research center. So they're not necessarily hemophilia-centric uh, in their care. When I then shift to delivering commercial gene therapy, I'm now going to be engaging with my clinical pharmacist instead of the research pharmacist. I'm going to be uh, using my own team research coordinators as well as uh, my clinical nurses. And uh, for me, what this has highlighted is uh, I've got a, a tall order for education to bring them all up to speed in uh, the execution of, uh, of delivering uh, gene therapy. Um, there's a whole new uh, lexicon that they have to learn and in interacting with patients. And so that, that's something that we can be involved in right now to getting them up to speed and ready for this uh, next phase. What are you doing now? What do you anticipate you will be doing on the educational front uh, across your multidisciplinary team? So I agree there's a whole bag of education that we need to develop and improve upon. I think up until now, it's those centers that have been heavily involved in the clinical trials where the expertise and the knowledge has been held. And until now, education programs, at least for nurses, um, have continued with some fairly 
general information about gene therapy, uh, about the vectors and how they are delivered, and about the potentials and initial results that have been published so far. I would agree that um, we are moving into a phase now where we need to move the education on and be much more specific so that people in centres that haven't been involved so far um, get up to speed really with how they can present it to patients because effectively you know it is our knowledge that needs to be imparted to patients so it's really important that centre staff are very sound in what they know and understand. Given the extra work that's going to be involved both the preparatory work as well as the intensity of the follow-up that you know um, is required after gene therapy administration what do you think is going to happen for incremental resources for your center uh, to ensure that um, people have the time and you actually have the manpower uh, to deliver this uh, practically so I am smiling because mm -hmm. I work within a national health service and a nationally contracted service. And I think it would be quite difficult to expect extra resources to centres. However, there are some resources that may be freed up post-gene therapy. So there will be some elements of certainly of nursing time in um, delivering home treatment programs and monitoring factor delivery, monitoring factor replacement therapies. So I think that there may be a shift in the workload, but not necessarily one that we will be able to expect extra resources for. From a following up point of view, I appreciate that it's a very intensive follow up particularly in the first few months. But we have been able to manage that within our centre resources throughout the clinical trials with the addition of the one research nurse that will stay. And um, and I'd like to think we can continue to do that. Yeah, I hope so. I, I suspect we're going to need uh, incremental resources at our centre. I mean, uh, if we think about our severe haemophilia patients, you know, we may have a handful of encounters between their, their follow-up visits. But, um, you know, when we talk about, you know, weekly review of uh, liver enzyme levels, making decisions about uh, corticosteroid uh, courses, uh, weaning doses, following factor levels, um, th this is an incremental workload, uh, primarily, I think, that's going to fall on our uh, nurses. And yeah. I'm hopeful that the reimbursement models that we will have set up in the U.S. will bring some incremental resources to the center uh, to help with this. And you mentioned the laboratory. This is relevant to me as well, since I, I direct our special coagulation laboratory here at the University of Michigan. But in anticipation of the uh, gene therapy, we have added assays to our portfolio um, because of what we've observed in the clinical trial. And we now offer uh, chromogenic uh, activity determinations for both factor eight and factor nine uh, related to uh, what we saw was coming for gene therapy. Well, that's all the time we have for this episode. Uh, thank you again, uh, Deborah, for joining me for this uh, timely discussion. And uh, we'll say goodbye for now. Thank you very much, Steve. Bye-bye. Earn your CME credit by clicking the link for credit. Check back for more podcasts on gene therapy and hemophilia. Additional education is available on www.genetherapy.isth.org, an educational resource designed by leading experts for the global hemophilia community to help you stay abreast of the evolving science and latest clinical advancements in gene therapy and hemophilia.